Welcome. My name is Tracy Stevens, and this is the Healing Point Podcast. So thanks so much for being here and I'm just going to hand over to you and ask what is it that you want to explore today? Hi back. I'm very thankful to uh, be here with you. I was uh, waiting for this call for some time now. So I had my first panic attack back in 2015. Right. I didn't sleep the night before because I had a teaching class to prepare for my certificate at that time. And I was used to not sleeping because I was doing the same in, you know, uh, when I was studying in university. I I had like two majors and I spent, you know, I had like all nighters all like all the time. I was running on like two, three hours of sleep. And I thought that's normal in a way. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I think in a way I was toying with sleep if I look uh, back at it. Anywho, so coming back to 2015, after I had the panic attack, I started experiencing derealization and depression and intrusive thoughts and intrusive images. But uh, after doing for a couple of years, you know, like therapy and just like reading books and just schooling um, myself on this topic, I started to, to be better. Like, I think I was running on like 90% of my capacities before. But I still had leftovers, so to say, like somatic leftovers. Like when I didn't sleep enough, I had intrusive thoughts. Or when I was very angry, I also had intrusive thoughts. And everything was under control until last Christmas. I started doing uh, acupuncture in October. Right. And the last session we had before Christmas, she actually, <laughs> she she didn't tell me, but I felt something will happen. She started working on my heart. I don't know how to say that word. Meridian. Meridian, yeah. And like two days after, I just went into this, I don't even know how to explain. Like I Googled it and in, Google told me it was a healing crisis. Right. When I experienced again, like the realization, intrusive thoughts, lots of anxiety and like a lot of anger. Like I was feeling so hurt. Okay. And so in this process that's been going on for you, whereabouts are you now? So what sort of, what what comes up for you in terms of that sort of anxiety or intrusive thoughts? I am feeling very calm and very healthy because uh, I actually allowed myself to purge that month, to purge everything out. I felt at times that I will lose, you know, like I would lose myself uh, right. in the process because the pain was so unbearable. I was crying like five times a day and just sleeping, waking up, crying, okay. feeling like I'm losing grip. I'm losing my grip on reality. Yeah. But at the same time, also not losing hope that this is just a, a purge that's happening. Okay. Mm. So that was happening last year? Yeah, last year and beginning of January. So I had a full okay. month of just purging and uh, feeling that I'm going to go crazy. Sounds, you know, it's very frightening when you're in that place. And so just so we're clear, is that something you just want to understand more about today? I want to understand more about healing crisis and how to actually handle healing crisis because I didn't expect this to happen. Like I thought everything was healed but 
this happened again and not everything, but as I was saying, you know, I was almost healed. I was managing, let's say, you know, my situation in a good way. Yeah. I'm interested after I had this experience, I was running on three hours of sleep because I couldn't sleep. And my symptoms being intrusive thoughts and intrusive images, they went away. Like they're not that strong anymore. I had to experience this month, I feel in a way, you know, to reach this place. And I, I want to know how to like go deeper, like how to how to heal in a better way, if it makes sense. Right. So in terms of the intrusive thoughts, it was this going back to some trauma that happened to you at some point in your life? Mm-hmm. Or was this completely unexpected and brought up something that you didn't know was there? It had a beginning, a middle and an end, the trauma and also my anger. It has, it had a cause. It had a cause that was related to something that had happened to you in the past. Okay, right. No, and we don't have to get, we don't, we don't need to, to go into that space in this conversation. So it sounds like you're moving towards healing and you want to go deeper, but is there a fear there of keeping going because of what happened in that healing crisis? Uh, right now, actually, no. I was afraid before. Like I was always, um, you know, going to therapy. I was trying new things, and then I was stopping when I felt it was, you know, time to stop. But I, mm. I feel it now that it was just an avoidance mechanism, not get all the work done. And now I decided, like, whatever happens, I don't know if something even like worse can happen that what happened like a month ago um, can happen. So I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I just want to do the work. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's just acknowledge your courage in going through the process because it's, you know, the way you describe that healing crisis is it's, it can be a very frightening time when everything, it's almost like you're completely exposed and vulnerable and you don't know who you are in that process. It takes a lot of strength and courage to keep moving through that healing journey. In terms of healing crisis, do you feel now at the other side of this, do you feel now that you learned something about yourself or had some insights from that crisis that you went through? I think the the pearl of the story is actually learning how to have more self-compassion and self-love. Yeah. I really managed for the first time, I think, ever in my adult life to like hold myself as I am or as I felt like truly and deeply broken, but not broken in the sense of destroyed, just torn apart. Yeah. And did it change anything in your life? Did it allow you to change anything? I think it it, it, it restructured everything. Okay. And the like it, it restructured also my uh, approach to doing this work and also to going in the space of the underworld you know, yeah. in the subconscious mind. And maybe it's going to sound, I don't know, very geeky, but I held on tightly to some of the things that Jung was saying, you know. And I know he did this work at some point in the same way that he explored. I mean, in, in clinical terms, sometimes you can call this not psychosis, but there is a type of psychosis that is based on anxiety. That's not as like full-blown psychosis. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't know the value of, of actually experiencing that. And one of your questions was, you know, how do I deal with it if it happens again? You know, you said that at the beginning. And I would say that you actually dealt with it really, really well because you're coming, you've come out this side of it and we're talking about it now. And 
there was a gift in it in terms of restructuring. And I'm not saying it was a pleasant experience, but all I am saying is <laughs> that you are here and you have come through it. It's a bit like a panic attack, but a panic attack on a on a much, much larger scale. Yeah, I feel like a not a bloating, but something that's it's all encompassing, you know, like yeah. it's a panic attack. Yeah. In a panic attack. You know, we feel like we've got no control over our environment and no control over our body or our thoughts. And so, you know, what you've described is a bit like that, but like I say, on a much bigger scale. And the truth is, is that you did come through it and you did deal with it. I'm happy and proud. <laughs> yeah. And well, you should be because how amazing it is that you did come through that and you're more whole than you were before the experience. The picture that I sort of paint in terms of healing is that when we come into the world, we're whole. And then at some point during our very small childhood, our energy starts to fracture and split a bit like a broken mirror into different parts. And we learn through our process of childhood that some of those parts we just don't want to look at and it's too scary and what's reflected in that piece is just too much. And so we choose to focus on our defenses and the things that keep us safe. And the process that you're, you're talking about, this healing crisis, it's almost like the veil is lifted. Something happens and all of a sudden you're suddenly faced with all those broken pieces. And it's like, oh gosh, I've got all these other parts to me that I don't know who they are, what they represent. I feel the pain. I can't necessarily cognitively understand it. It's just like all the emotion, suddenly you're faced with it and it feels too big and too huge and too uncomfortable and everything feels like it's in chaos. And then gradually, as you become more adjusted and attuned to all these different parts of the broken mirror, as it were, you know, you start putting some of these pieces back together and actually looking at them becomes less scary or, and you start to be able to maybe put parts of that together and there's still maybe other parts that you don't want to look at. But in general, you're becoming more whole in that process. And sometimes when this happens, like all at once, for some people, it's like a whole lifetime's journey, you know, slowly, slowly putting these pieces of fractured heart back together again. But in your process, it sounds like all of a sudden, like the veil was lifted off and it was like, there you are. This is who you are. You're, you are all these, all these different parts and it's time to look at it. The truth of it is you are on the journey and you're still going on the journey and you are, you are still putting those pieces back together. And as you do bit by bit, you're gradually getting a sense of who you actually are, who the truth of you is. And that helps you walk through the world, you know, in a whole way, in your own truth, as it were. Taking more space and breathing more air. Yeah, that, 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 that's uh, something that I'm doing. Like, and if I may say something like, like the aftermath of this was also like feeling the presence of my rational side I mean, you know, some people call it um, like the masculine side, you know, is stronger, is more compact in a way. Like I feel my mind is clear and I'm not like um, deluding myself or, you know, falling into, I don't know, different uh, stories. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing reality in a 
different way. Yeah. So your energy, which was fractured at a very young, young age, and it was too painful for you to look at the whole of it. Whereas now you're looking at more of the whole and becoming more balanced as you're able to see and put things into perspective as, as you go on. Yeah. I mean, this was my intention last year because I wanted to heal this energy inside of me. And I didn't know how to do it. I knew what I'm going to do it, but I didn't know how. And that was, you know, what happened uh, last year was just the, the straw <laughs> that broke the camel's back in a good way, you know, because the camel is still intact. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I talk about this this um, inner essence that you've got, this this soul energy that is wanting you to heal. This truth of who you are wants you to heal, wants you to grow, wants you to expand wants you to do the things in the world that you actually want to do, you know, it's, and wants you to allow your energy to be bigger and more balanced. And sometimes for some people, it, it has to be like that. You have to be dragged right into the center of things (laughs) because otherwise there's too much fear. You know, some people will, you know, have this sudden moments like you've described, but you obviously had the strength to be able to work your way through that process. Whereas, you know, that doesn't, that's not true for everybody, but. I was kicking and screaming at some point, but I was still. (laughs) Yeah. But at some level, it's some, it's what you'd asked for. I did. I did. The richness of suffering, even though this may sound masochistic, is still so deep. At some point, I like when I went, I had an episode one night when my like I was overthinking so much and I detached in such a beautiful way. I was thinking like, oh, my God, is this like I'm, I'm going to become an enlightened being because I literally detach myself from my mind and I could see that it's just my mind like I I didn't I wouldn't feel scared or I didn't feel you know frightened I just watched my mind just throwing at me different images and different you know thoughts and I was okay this is just it's a mechanism just you know keeps running and I was like okay you're fine like your body's here your mind is active but you're in bed just like relax and enjoyed the show. I love that so much because that's so beautiful because that's exactly what's going on really because that you know the truth of you the essence of you isn't isn't that mind that's whirring around the truth of you is so much bigger than you know our physical bodies that your true soul is just going actually just look at this look at this for a moment this is what happens in your nervous system this is what's been programmed in you know this the thought patterns the worry that's just because at some level your body isn't feeling safe. I wasn't. Yeah, I did. I wasn't. What brought me back always was uh, breath work. Not like not super complicated breath work, just like focusing on, on, on the inner breath and outer breath, you know, with the outer breath being longer. That like that's as simple as it is. It doesn't have to be super complicated. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And um, and it's really helpful for people to know that because breathwork, meditation are such beautiful keys to helping us heal yes. and calm. One of the issues I think is, is that that momentum that is carried by those negative thoughts, you know, that can build and build, can't it? And can gather speed. And that's when you feel out of control. But like you just described, it's almost like, if you can stand and observe 
this is what's going on and this isn't the whole of me you know these thoughts aren't me they're just my mm-hmm. my nervous system my inner child panicking but actually you're not that you're the essence that's observing it and i love that you were able to bring yourself back into a regulated more balanced place with your breath i had to yeah I noticed also this in my body. When you take deep belly breaths, you cannot overthink because like your attention goes around your belly and what's happening in your belly with that air. Yes, where you place your focus of attention and where the your energy goes, where your attention is placed. And that's such a beautiful teaching. And it's very simple. Many of us have heard it over and over again, but when you do it and you realize it works, it's an amazing <clears throat> thing, isn't it? You know, if we just circle back and actually look at this part of you that may be fearful of continuing to heal, do you think that your process of walking down this path, you know, the process of healing going forward will be like it was in the past? I think not. I think think it's going to happen in a different way because I also took a decision to learn more from being ecstatic and from being joyful that than from being in pain because i realized i was taking all my lessons mostly from being in pain yes and i was like no no this is this was enough you know and i i i started also to observe myself to actually see that being in a state of homeostasis freaks me out at times because i've been well like now i've been well for a few weeks and i'm very good like i went to a party <laughs> And I was dancing like nine hours. I drank like four <laughs> liters of water. I was like, my, my my skin was glowing. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so hydrated, you know, I have less trauma in my body. I'm like, yes, let's do this. So that's brilliant, isn't it? Because that's a really fantastic way of, of seeing how actually the truth is, is that you probably will never go into that place again because you've got more tools now because you understand it more now and because you've done so much of the really painful work in that, we'll say crisis, but it, and I think it's the Chinese word. I might've got this wrong, so I apologize if I've got it wrong, but I think the same word in Chinese is for crisis is also opportunity. It's that place where something breaks and new shoots grow from. If the fear comes up, in terms of whatever you do next on this in this healing path, then you'll be able to use any of these tools, which is focusing on actually the future and what you do want rather than what you don't want, and your breath work for those times when things get overwhelming, and movement as well, which can all lift your vibration. You've got resources there, which you didn't have before. Yeah. The only way now is towards the heart. So like now I'm tiptoeing around, I don't know if this term exists, like heart work, because I noticed that even when, I mean, I was talking this with my acupuncturist that every time she gets close or closer to my heart uh, meridian, I feel pain and I'm like, oh, I I, I contract in my body and we're taking this slow, slowly, you know, we're doing it. We have a softer approach. My like my, the energy that I was having before was just like going at it, you know, like soldiering through. But now I realize that I have to like approach my heart close in a in a in a softer way, yeah, and opening because I really want to open it. 
Yes, because, you know, there's whenever there's trauma in anybody's life, and this is 99% of us, is is we close we close off the heart. You know, that's the that's the truth of it. And it does take a gentle approach to start allowing it to open and allowing that vulnerability to show and the truth of who you are to show when you know we're programmed that we shouldn't show who we really are and we shouldn't show our emotions and but I really love that you're doing that work with your acupuncturist as well and you're working in tandem because you know the heart is the emperor in Chinese medicine the heart is kept safe in the center of the forbidden city and all the officials are running around the emperor you know the officials being the other organs and the other meridians doing their best to protect it but if the heart is strong if the emperor is strong then all the other organs can get on and do their do their work in a more appropriate way and don't have to put all their resources into keeping keeping the walls up and everything I feel, I mean, I have to say to you that I feel at times afraid because I'm thinking like, if I feel this good now with my heart, so my heart is not, is not closed. My heart is guarded. You know? yeah. I'm thinking like, what will, what, what will happen if my heart will be like more open? Because I already started to experience such a shift in my work. Like I have more abundance money wise and just like health wise and everything wow. is so easy, you know, now. Yeah. yeah. And what do you think will happen? I'm going to become more abundant. Yes. <laughs> you know, like I feel it, I, I feel it, I feel like very deep, like it's around my belly button, this sensation that, oh my God, you're safe. Yeah, you're safe now to create. That's so true. Yeah. When you start to realize that, that these are illusions, like the past, what happened to you happened to you. The And the reactions that you had were the ones that helped build up the, the walls and the, you know, and to create, you know, put more guards there in front. But now as an adult, you're not that same person. It's something that happened, but it doesn't have to define your future. You know, you're letting the guards go, you're releasing the defenses. And then all of a sudden there's this big, shiny heart (laughs) ready to live. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's so beautiful. Yeah. So so any fear that comes up is a bit of an illusion. It's just coming from that past place of, oh, what if I do that? It's just noticing when those thoughts come up that they're not actually part of your future self, they're part of your past self. Yes. It's 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 very interesting to observe my body, you know, how my body reacts because my body's like, oh, this feels so good. Like it can't get any better than this. But then I'm like, yeah, it can, but just like relax into it, which is scary because it's a vast unknown that it's like that's waiting for me at the end of you know getting even more like work yeah yeah definitely I mean I think we're just trained as humans from generations and generations and generations to not be those that creative being to you know we're so used to being oppressed and limited and constricted that it's almost when you get permission to be um, more open and start creating your life and, and accepting more abundance into it. It's, you know, many people hold this thought in the background that goes, oh, it might not last or it might not, you know, is it real? And how long have I got it for? And all that sort of thing, because there's these sort of these constricting and limiting thoughts that we're so used to hearing and experiencing from others, you know, but it's not true any of that it's all it's all within you 
your future is within you and your your ability to open and create what you want in the world is all within you as you're experiencing it now. So sometimes what feels like the worst thing that's happened or the most difficult thing has happened is often the, the most amazing, it is beautiful thing. I think as long as you hold on tight to this belief that you have more strength than you think you have and not outsource it, because at some point I was thinking like, maybe I should go to even like a psychiatrist. I was thinking like, oh, maybe I just, maybe if I should take this one pill to, you know, ease this anxiety feeling that I I kept having, you know, for two, three days, you know, my heart was pounding, my chest was feeling heavy, mm-hmm. but I was like, no, no, just be with it. Like you, 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 you ran away so many times from this feeling, just be with it and cry it out and just write things out. And it went away. You're describing the healing process there. <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, it's just it's just beautiful to listen to what you're describing because that is the essence of it. Being with the difficult emotions, accepting that they're there, accepting yourself and that you feel you're feeling those feelings and not identifying with the I am, I am uh, broken or I am, you know, not bringing that negativity into yourself, but just observing and accepting and allowing yourself to breathe. That's the healing process, basically. And you've just described it really beautifully, um, what you've been through. Yeah, I'm in awe of your ability to get through that process and expand into your life and see the future for yourself. Thank you. I'm a work in in progress. (laughs) We all are. There's always another layer to work through. And you're doing ancestral work, you know, like when you're dealing with uh, transgenerational trauma and you're healing, I don't know how many generations of women that haven't done this work. So what's the next step for you then in your life? What is your future going to hold? (laughs) I am now creating a dance course that's based on hip movement and hip release. And yeah, I'm currently working with different, you know, um, therapists. I mean, I'm a content writer and copywriter, so I do that most of the time. But as I said, I'm creating this dance course and I'm also, fingers crossed, I'm going to finish my somatic degree because I want to also, you know, help people in doing somatic work. You've got so much to offer there. That's that's just amazing. And there's a lot of people that would benefit from your experiences. I finally understood that after, you know, after I had this hellish month, I understood that I have a gift and I need to release shame and just, you know, just present what I have. And I have this image of me when I was a child. I was so shameless. Like at some point I I was making these little, I don't know, like gift cards with some drawings, my drawings on it. And at some point, I think I was 10 or nine. I was selling them here in a market, like on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, that type of market where you go and just like buy old stuff. Yes. And I was just like sitting sitting still there. And I didn't I didn't feel any shame. And I just recalled on that time and that feeling. And I was thinking, like, Ale, you're fine, you know, like mm-hmm. like your inner child is blossoming again. So it's you know, it's just like be your funny, bubbly self and just like relax. Yeah, relax and breathe. Yeah, nothing bad will happen. 
Well, yeah. that's this is what I'm doing. <laughs> it is. That's brilliant, isn't it? So yeah, your your inner essence was there, you know, and has been there right from the start. Going, there is no shame. It's yeah, just play and eat what you have in front of you. Like there's literally because you know sometimes you think like, oh my god, I'm not gonna have food, or I'm not gonna, you know, I don't know, I'm not gonna have money to pay the rent. But if you stay with that feeling, it's gonna go away. Just enjoy. If you have a tomato to like in front of you, just eat that tomato slowly and put some music and dance. And no one has authority over you, you know, like no one's from the government. Even if you're going to, you know, like I was thinking if I'm going to end on the streets, I'm going to be like Eckhart Tolle. And I'm, after six months, I'm going <laughs> to, you know, come back with a book. Yeah. Nature always works in balance, you know, like. Exactly. So, yeah. How amazing. Um, look at you. You know, I can see you shining through all of this. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A proper healing journey. And so many people will benefit from your experience. And how you will help them in the future. It's just fab. And it's been really lovely talking to you. Thanks for sharing it. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you'll find a lot more content on my Instagram account at thehealingpoint.underscore. If you have a question you'd like to explore and are willing to take part in the podcast, You'll find all the information you need on my website, which is www.tracystevens.org slash podcast. Thanks and see you soon.